For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call Ooh. That's All Studios at the it's Avenue. Party, baby. This is Scalzo and Brust. Woo. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Happy Monday! Welcome to Scalzo and Bros, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He is big time Benny Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You... The Scalzo and Bruss family calling, texting 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-ESPN. Not big time, Betty Brust. Why not? Anyone who's big time probably doesn't have to wait two and a half hours to get seated for brunch. I can't freaking believe we're doing this. We're not doing it. I just wanted to start by saying that. You said big time and made me feel not big time to have to... So here... People think I'm too mean to Ben. And Ben wasted, what, 20 minutes of the already shortened prep time that we have on complaining, whining about his brunch weight on Sunday. And I said, the only way we do the segment is I end up being really mean to you. Josh, you agreed. I totally did. You said that out loud? Out loud. Yeah. I was just probably too busy whining. And then we come on here, and Ben immediately is like whining in the worst possible, most unlikable way of, I used to, you know, people didn't recognize me. I didn't get okay. my special service. Now, I didn't if, get my if, special if treatment. We're, if we're going to do this, can I have three, two minutes uninterrupted? I mean, if you want, but you literally started by saying, I'm not big time. I had to wait two and a half. You had had to wait 40 minutes for brunch? I ended up waiting 40 minutes for brunch. So you had to wait 40 minutes for brunch, and you're like, I'm not big time. No, no, no. When you go to brunch at 11 o'clock, and they say... The That's soonest, peak, peak brunch time, by the way. The soonest uh, was At not one there. Of the hot spot brunch times. Nuh-uh. Not with the, all the open tables and folded uh, silverware that I found there. But, like, my point is, is that you think... Being big time means you don't have to wait at popular not, brunch spots. That's not what I think. What I think you is started it, out by saying it, it, I'm it, not it, big it time. was it was a fun way for me to get into it. Ah, I'm you know self. So you want me to be mean to you, right? Now. Sure, absolutely. You are a sadist, basically, what or is, is it a masochist? I think it's a sadist, the one who likes the pain. I'm looking at Joshy. He's I, our BDSM guy. On the I, show. <laughs> I love the pain. Greg. I don't know the difference, honestly, between the two. Well, one of them is liking pain. The other enjoys... Uh, dealing pain? Okay, pain? I'm wrong. Masochistic, yes. Uh, a sadist is the one who likes inflicting pain. I. So, which one are you? I'm neither. <laughs> I, wanna, I, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to be mean to you. You're forcing me to be mean to you in this spot. Um, and yes, uh, you're, you're being masochistic in this sense was that I, I warned you of this and now you're bringing it up to start the show. Yeah. Cause guess what, Greg, when you show up to a brunch place at 11 o'clock and they say the soonest we can 
Seat you guys. We'll put you down for a 1.30 reservation. I cannot believe That's two and a half hours, Greg. I'm like, like that's insane. <sighs> I sat at the bar for 20 minutes. And I and I didn't want to be there and wait to 1.30. We weren't, we weren't actually going to wait to 1.30. But I did sit at the bar. No, 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 I want two minutes uninterrupted. You want two minutes uninterrupted? Good luck. They told you two and a half hours. Yes. At that point. There's one option, and that option is to leave. You did not take that option. You decided to be willing to wait two and a half hours for your table to come, even if it was shortened well over an hour and certainly over 30 minutes, right? And so at that point, I'll just tell the story for you. (laughs) You called your friends. Your friends said, oh, no, it's shorter than that. You decided to trust them. They were right. You sat down in 40 minutes. And why are you so damn upset? My Yes, they told you two and a half hours. You should never accept that. You need to leave. The premise Anything of all of one the open tables, the open tables all over this place were insane. For them to say it's going to be two and a half hours, for the amount of time I sat at the bar, I could have ate, ate twice, took a crap, ate again, and then still been out of there in time for their next reservation. That's my problem. But you couldn't fit six people at the bar, so you couldn't eat at the bar. No, I'm saying at the open tables, there was four tables at the bar, three of which were being unused. Unused. Perfectly folded napkins, perfectly clean tables, and they couldn't sit a there. I know you've never worked in the service industry in your life. Yes, I, I have. have. For a very brief period. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. There is a list. There is a line. And just because I call you big time Benny Brust at the beginning of the show, it does not mean you get to skip the line. Now, my assumption and take on this is ultimately nobody else in their right mind got a hour wait time and decided to wait it out. They went and found other places to go. But this restaurant has to call them one by one. Text them one by one and give them 10 minutes in order to come and get their table or not. So your 30 minutes of waiting while those tables were unused was because you guys decided to take a gamble and say that two and a half hours can be shrunk down. You trusted your friends. Great. They were right. Great. You waited 40 minutes, which isn't that bad. It's still a little heavy for me. I'm not a big waiter, especially in the morning. But... That was the decision that you guys made, and you're upset at the restaurant no. for literally for literally over delivering on your wait time. They didn't over deliver crap. Manager and headband wait, hostess, not not happy campers. They were just they were they were angry from the an moment hour, that my girlfriend walked in. An hour and fifty minutes they over delivered on. You got a table because an hour we had and 50 to minutes. our way in because they were being disrespectful to their patrons. Well, it seems to me based on the storytelling that you've given me so far. That you're blaming your girlfriend, wonderful, sweet uh, girlfriend, for being mean to the hostess, which you believe didn't help your cause. It definitely and, didn't help, and it required, but it was overcome. it required your buddy, who's a much better looking man than yourself, to go up and woo the people in the host uh, host stand in order to uh, to go and, and get the people seated. He didn't woo. They were just sick of us. Like, what we did is we called their BS. Yep. We called their baloney. That but, tables were, were going to be open. They that, said we're going to have to wait two and a half hours. But that didn't work. It did work. Because, listen, listen, I knew if we sent him, we were going to get a table. He's tall, dark, and handsome. And so we sent him over there, got a table. 
You didn't know that. You yes, I leave. did. You just told I me, Josh, not th- not tw- thirty minutes ago that you wanted to leave, but your girlfriend made you stay because you didn't have this because in the mind our friends just- were coming and they had the confidence that we'd get a table. Okay, so then who are you mad at? The problem is, Greg, that the, the fact that for, forget the friends, right? Forget the friends coming. Okay, in. so so you want them to basically have told somebody, hey, look, your uh, uh your your noon reservation. Sorry, you guys uh were weren't here or we gave it to somebody. This table hey, before a noon you reservation. They could have said, hey, there's an hour before the noon table comes. We need you up at eleven forty-five. Easily could have done that. But my point and is, was, they probably so had 11.30 reservations. No. People ended up missing the reservations. No, they didn't, Greg. So, right, so real quick, so why do you think they told you that? Do you think they just Because she had a stick up her butt is what she had. But just for, she, you, just for you and your girlfriend? Yes. Nobody else? Yes, absolutely. And you think... She, she, she was on a power trip. The entitled, I get to seat whoever I want. And today, you're not going to get seated. But just you and your girlfriend. You're that special in the universe that she decided to just treat only you guys like that. No, I just think she's a miserable person. But just to you and your girlfriend. No, to everyone else that walked in as well. The, the lady who sat next to me at the bar was laughing because she couldn't believe of how they were treating us. So that's how I know I'm in the right, no matter oh, how God. Josh and Greg try and spin it. Oh, she was laughing because she was like... When they said 1.30 and I looked around can, this place, I couldn't believe that that I was actually honest, real. Based on your attitude and the way that you're whining here, I'm not whining right either. now. You're are, pretty calm right now. You were screaming before and you're pretty upset now. I wouldn't seat you either. Yeah, no. You were Chief Karen in there. Were you or were you not videotaping the restaurant and their employees to show that there were open tables? Well, you were forced to wait. I never did the employees. Uh, I simply took video you, of the party that were, I was with and the three open tables. Were that you were speaking open. loudly at the bar in front of other patrons uh, and employees? Sometimes and I don't know how loud my tone actually is. Did you infer that your uh, your girlfriend was rude to? The hostess at the host stand. I did infer that she may have been. I was not there for the interaction. At any but point have you self-reflected on your own behavior and how that puts you uh, at a disadvantage in this situation? They started it. I just finished it. I had to. I, ha- I had to hold my ground. The, the, you didn't finish anything. You had to have your friends come in and, and save the day. Did you or did you not invoke a troll Yelp account and threaten to write a nasty review? I was talking to our friends loudly I, enough for everybody to hear. I, I hope so. Actually, yeah. A- according I, to your friends, there. I hope they heard it. I hope everyone heard it because the way we were treated was unbelievable. No matter it who I was. Sounds to me, honestly, like the way you were treating yeah. the people who are just trying to do their jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To yes, serve man, you in Josh the morning. Over there. Hey, nice to have you back. How was your five day vacation? See how defensive you are. Uh-huh. Quick. I mean, it, honestly, it sounds like they were the ones that should be complaining to you about you. No. No, manager in the sweater and hostess with the headband, two of the worst people I've ever encountered in my life. That's a pretty easy life. They told you 1.30 and they got you a table at 11.40. Because I had to badger my way to get one because no, they were being disrespectful. You didn't have to do anything. All you had to do is have your friends who showed up be polite to them. Use just straight up manners. They didn't like any of us. And, and, and they... But they sat you an hour and 50 minutes before they were supposed to. Because they could have done it 20 minutes before they sat us, and they realized, you know what? We could probably sit them because nobody's freaking here. Hold on. Maybe they they couldn't have because there was a reservation. Are you? you Nobody showed up for the time that we ate lunch, too. Do you know how reservations work? Oh, totally do. Do you have it in your mind 
that they, instead of getting money from you guys, they decided, I'm going to make these people wait. That was the most fascinating and, and thing about it, Josh. No I was like, reason. this is poor business practice. Like, they, you could run people in and out let, of this place. Let me finish where I'm going here. Do you think there is absolutely no reason they decided to sit you guys at the bar and not serve you? Do you think there might have been a they long didn't sit list? Us at the bar. A long list of people who they were reaching out to who had put their name on the reservation, making it no, be 130. Do you think it was a personal thing against you and your girlfriend specifically to screw you guys? Are you that self-centered that you believe this was only to target you two people? At this point, I think it was targeting. This is unbelievable. I have no further questions. Nick in Madison says a lot of restaurants are understaffed because they don't have the proper number of wait staff that won't seat all the tables. That silver spoon is showing, Benny. Uh, Kyle in Wapon says, Ben, just stop. Uh, Chef Ed chimes in and says, my restaurant is next to uh, uh, the Pfizer Forum. It's just Pfizer Forum, Chef Ed. Uh, says, we always have a wait on game days. The customers are always right. The place you were at was wrong. Thanks, Chef. Teddy from Watertown says, maybe she was laughing at you. Texan and Racine says, Benny Boy, so passive aggressive. What a, that's a bad word. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Cam from the Heights says, welcome back, Joshy. I'm glad our prayers worked. Uh, continues on. I think Ben needs a side gig in the service industry. TJ from the road says, Ben, with all due respect, the entire world doesn't revolve around you. They don't care uh, what you did when you played basketball, dude. You kind of uh, come off like a douche sometimes. Uh, Hilsey chimes in and says, let's be honest. Benny is really uh, do all the poof flung his way. Hey, can we stop reading the text? I don't like Ron the way these the are going. <laughs> Ron in the key chimes in and says, how often is the response? The only way we can do this segment is if I'm mean to you, Ben. And the answer is way too often, Ron. Way too often. And honestly, Joshy, as, as an objective uh, uh, observer, I'm usually the one saying I don't want to do this. And Ben is usually the Baloney. one saying let's but do this. Before and be the show, Greg said the words, and I quote, this is direct. Well, we're not going to talk about this, so why don't we move on? And the first opportunity Ben Bruss gets, he dives into his diatribe about how he was mistreated at his little brunchy poo. I mean, see, here's what I'm worried about. It's Jason, the official and official muscle of the Scalzo and Bruss family, 64270. No big deal. It's like my brother Benny, point me in the right direction. I'll get him. Nobody treats my boy like that. That is the worst that thing. That is the greatest behavior. It's not. Yeah. Because those people were just doing their job. Yeah, but you, you weren't there. But my point is, is that your friends who were there said you were being a Karen and that you ultimately are way in your head about this and are way overreacting. And they would go back to that place and they will go back to that place. Do you think we'll be invited? No. <laughs> but my point is, is now all of a sudden you're turning people against these purely innocent people. Oh, uh, don't they, they weren't innocent in this whole thing. Who knows? I have no idea. I may you don't know what they're going through in their personal life. They're, they, maybe, they don't know what I'm going through. I could have used a good meal quicker. 800-990-37. Can we just wait for this on the next on the other side? He'll wait. He'll wait. All right. We'll come back with the uh, official clown of the Scalzo and Bruss family. And I guess I want to know, like, to me, the craziest part about all of this, other than Ben being the ultimate Karen, is the idea that you were told a two and a half hour wait and you were like, all right, put our name down. I didn't what is do that. The long what is the longest you are willing to wait for brunch or dinner? Like, even dinner. Two and a half hours? 
An hour. That's the longest you'd wait. 800-990-3776. It is Scalzo and Bross presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. My name is Ben Brust, and I am a Karen. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Ben Bross once again exposing himself, thinking that his outrage was well placed when it just pointed to. See, this is why I can't. <laughs> I want to pull up on being too mean to him, but basically what happened is that I didn't want to talk about it. Ben Bross had to wait 40 minutes for brunch yesterday after being told it was going to take two and a half hours, but there was a couple of open tables the whole time. He was very upset about that, despite the fact that he admitted to Karen-esque behavior, including uh, videotaping the restaurant, uh, employees talking loudly, complaining loudly, so he could be overheard, talking about his troll Yelp account that he was going to write a bad review for and blaming his girlfriend for being rude to the uh, host and hostess staff and the manager, but thinks that him and his girlfriend were exclusively targeted Mm -hmm. as the two people that they wanted to hold from getting a table during prime brunch hours at a very popular spot and eventually got in uh, after 40 minutes when one of their friends got there and was just merely polite and used manners and was able to get them sat down. Or they realized there was a lot of open tables and we probably should have sat them earlier to get business. They knew the whole time. Did you at any point see anybody walk in after you guys who didn't have a reservation and get seated? staring at the door. I didn't even see anyone walk in. Like that, That was my biggest problem. Josh, I was a hawk at the door. I was waiting to see someone get that wait time and get turned around or even to see someone walk in and take a spot at one of the tables in the seating area or in the bar area. Didn't happen. So none of this made you think, well, there must be something going on here that they wouldn't want to take our money. No, because here's the thing, Josh. When we were leaving, the place was more packed than it was when we got there. Huh. I wonder if they were trying to make sure they had seats for an upcoming rush. Well, it's funny. Especially for a group of six who were like starting off drinking heavy because they might stick around for longer than 45 minutes. It's funny. We wouldn't have had to do that if we just sat down right away and Mm -hmm. ate in 30 minutes. Like You do not seem like the type of person that would fit well within a 45-minute eating schedule if you wanted to have enough. Drink. Now that's after let's the bring performance in, you just put on. <laughs> let's let's bring in Alex G, the current professional athlete of the Scalzo and Bruss family. Uh, a uh, I don't even know defenseman. What's the proper word for your positioning, Alex G? I'm just a cutter. A cutter, uh, but yeah, that ben, cutter sounds cool. A cutter yes. for the Madison Radicals. Alex G, you said you wanted to get in here. What do you got, Ben? But you you clearly have never worked in a restaurant before, and like I I genuinely don't associate myself with people who don't who like haven't done that. It's a, an eye opening experience, my guy. There's a very good chance that somebody called in sick, and so everybody had twice as many tables as they're used to. Mm-hmm. So if you had been sat in one of those tables, you would have gotten terrible service, and then you would have been really upset. Mm-hmm. They assumed that saying, "Hey, prepare yourself for this wait," would have been great, but no. Unfortunately, you just got super entitled and got super angry with them. And as someone who's working, hey, you better watch your mouth. Hey, careful, let him finish. Years 
I'm just, I know, I like. We don't actually spit in food in in restaurants, but like I sat, oh my I gosh, sat, right, I sat right by the kitchen, so I was able to w- watch them make the food. Oh, they definitely spit in something of yours. Believe me, good yeah. tasted as little extra good as the parmesan food. by scratching the scalp. <laughs> that one's yucky. Uh, yeah, I think entitled is a great word for it. Um, I I do, and I I think you're right. We've had a lot of people in the service industry text in eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six saying that being understaffed means that sometimes there might be some open tables, but they don't have the people in the kitchen. They don't yeah. have folks two and a half uh, hour from away. a wait service standpoint. Yeah. But they got you in forty minutes, and you're sitting here on the radio yelling Thanks to tens to being of thousands Karen, of people. You know what happened is. They had no intention to seat you, but you threw such a hissy fit and were so embarrassing and distracting. They're like, we need to just get these people out of here. It's better to serve them and give them what they want than to listen to him complain and film open seats. That's what's happening. For the record, by the way. Alex G is the most chill, laid back, yeah, that's the most cool intense I've ever heard of. I guy I've ever heard in my life. The fact that he just ripped on you. That should, that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, same with Dave from Monona. He's usually very level-headed as well. Dave chimes in and says, God, I wish I was at this place when he was there acting like a Jayhawk. I don't think that's what he meant. He's blind. He's uh, speaking Voice to text. Voice text got it wrong. But I love the fact that it, like I want to call you Jay a Jayhawk from, from here. <laughs> uh, like a Jayhawk who is the idiot two-and-a-half-hour wait. What are you even doing waiting and not turning around and leaving? Uh, and he still acts like a Jayhawk. God, I wish I was there because I would have jacked him up in front of everybody. You're so freaking it's cool. It's too. Like, it's the chillest time of the day. Just just hang out. Have a mimosa. Enjoy your That's Sunday with That's what friends. I was doing. Yes, but the but two while and a half hour doing wait it, you were, is ridiculous. While you were doing it, you are yelling about your Yelp account and filming open tables as if you were going to post. Like, that's a cue to everybody. You're posting this on social and yeah. you have a You know what issue. I did? I bullied them into actually doing their jobs. No, you, no, you didn't. Yes, to your I own. did. You literally oh said. God. You literally said 20 minutes ago. That you knew that this handsome fella that was coming there was going to be the one yeah. that was going to get he it was done. my ace in the hole. I knew that his charm, his smile, his luscious hair, his tall olive skin was going to get us a table. So, you know, I, I knew I had that in my back pocket. I was going to get us a table no matter what. Why did you not turn, turn to charm at any point? I, I was willing to, I don't, you but girlfriend was, not, girlfriend was you not happy with the chose, host. I don't, it doesn't sound like you think you have the charm. Oh, don't. You chose the upper tantrum. Joshy, there's no way Ben would have been able to get that table. Did he lose his fastball? I think he might have. Come on, guys. He's getting a little older, but not that much older. I just don't know. Guys. This is a tough crossroads. I can see it sweeping across the space You think I'm in a midlife crisis of my own? I think maybe that's why you're so upset on Sunday. I think we may have just hit on... I What's thought, at the root of all well, of this? I thought it was just entitlement. Same this here. This goes deeper. <laughs> this is the fact that, and normally, Josh, have you ever heard me call somebody more handsome than Ben and not have him fight it? No. This and, is, it, and here, he keeps saying it's his ace in the hole, tall, yeah. dark, and hand. There is Look, a you got to cut your losses when you got to cut your losses. Of, of confidence here that's a little concerning. Forward forces 45-minute wait is the cue to leave. Uh, it's out of the host control at that point. Could be 30 minutes, could be over an hour and a half. John from Janesville says Ben was being Ben. They said two and a half hours thinking, of course, he'll leave after 40 <laughs> minutes and ruining all the vibes they decided yeah. to sit you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Got my meal. It was delicious. 
Ron in the key says, does Ben understand the number uh, number of servers or servers spitting in food? Food tasted good. Spit or no spit. Don't care. John in the 414 says, why haven't you just made a reservation for such a busy place? That's the best text we've got so far. A lot of people asking that. Uh, I didn't know they took reservations because this is my first time there. The 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 friends who showed up well, should have made a reservation. But you could have just let, so now you're blaming them. Even Absolutely. Though they got you the table. Yes, I mean they're at fault too. Uh, Andrew in Brookfield has uh, an issue with me. Says, "What's Greg's deal? Can Ben never have a bad experience?" Newsflash: People in the food industry aren't such gods, goddesses amongst man that they aren't immune to providing customer service, especially restaurant business. Can we get a round of applause? No, and and like, I, I haven't even defended them no. as people whatsoever. They, they're, Alex they're, G thinks servers are like God's gift to everything. You've never given an example of how they were rude to you, other they didn't give you a table <laughs> when you wanted one. And the people you were with, your friends, literally right well, before talk, the show, they talked a lot of crap behind our backs. Literally, in, before the show, we talked to them, and they said, "Yeah, they were great. Like nobody, they weren't rude at all." And so the only That's example of true. them being rude, quote unquote, or giving you a bad experience is you didn't get a table when you wanted one and you saw some empty tables. Some? Like half the restaurant. You said three empty tables before. No, yeah. three in the bar area. Uh, you many have the video. The- Let's see the video. Okay. Pull, this- pull it up. Also, also on that last text that you received, um, have you have have you considered Ben or the listeners as a whole the fact that Ben seems to find himself in situations where he's having a bad time more than the rest of us. I haven't had this happen at a restaurant. I don't have these things going on. Well, but you're the, not what? thinking that you're targeted. Like, we've all had experiences <laughs> where you wait at a restaurant and you're hungry and you don't want to wait anymore. And, oh, where did this person come from? Like, wasn't I here? But at no point where you're like, they're specifically targeting me and seeking me out to ensure I have a poor experience. Just telling you how it like, went That's down. the brusque difference. Yeah. Like, you're not coming here being, like, the incompetence, the... No, it was, it was incompetence and treatment. No, because if it was incompetence, then they wouldn't have been competent enough to ensure that they were targeting you. I see what you're saying, but I'm not... James I'm not. from Richfield says, Ben sounds like someone who's never worked in the service industry confirmed. They gave you a wait time and succeeded greatly in beating it. You sound entitled. Oh you do know gosh. you can just leave and go elsewhere if you don't want to wait. Come on, Benny. Uh, how many times do I have to how talk about this? How old was the host, Ben? Uh, it's not even how, how old she is. Like, probably... No, were you, like, bullying a 19-year-old? I didn't speak a word to her. She only spoke to my girlfriend. And then the handsome guy who got us the table. There's only three open tables. That's my point in that area. And then in the dining area... None of them were six tops. We said we would sit as four, and that's how we well, ended maybe up sitting. Not allowed. Okay. We ended up sitting that way. That's my biggest gripe, is we ended up sitting at one of those tables you just looked at after 40 minutes. As six and a four, because we were willing to be flexible. I feel like you're going to cry right now. Don't do that. No, you kind of like his lip was trembling there. Did you see that? I did. I haven't lost my fastball. Like you're starting starting (laughs) to water a little bit. (laughs) Alan in Milwaukee says, Ben, you're lucky I wasn't the host at the restaurant because if I knew you were having a fit over the wait time, I would have told you 10 minutes after you waited 30 minutes. And every 10 minutes I would have came and told you it would be another 10 minutes just to mess with you even more. That's why I like Alan. 
<laughs> clever. Way, cle- way more clever than those idiots running to the front. Oh, man. 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-ESPN. Josh, where do you want to go here? Let's go to Mark. He's all been right, We'll go to Mark in New Berlin, the official. No uh, intro. Let's just get to him. All right. The official clown of the Scalzo and Russ family, the sole member of the Jordan Love Train, in addition to our official uh, blind fan, David Monona, the man who believes that uh, Mark in New Berlin, I mean, the man who believes that Jordan Love would have been better off over the last three years as opposed to two-time MVP. Aaron Rodgers in that team. Same time frame. What do you got, Mark? Well, I had that same problem Benny's had. I got, I got looked over, you know, even though I am tall, dark, and handsome. But there's one way, Benny, you can solve this problem. Show me the love t-shirt. You'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a, that's coming up. You'll get a seat faster than Giannis at a Greek restaurant. Wear the show me the love t-shirt. Just this weekend, I went for fish on Friday. Ordered a cave ale. The waitress brought the fish. Didn't ask Mrs. Mark from New Berlin. Came up to me and said, would you like some homemade tartar sauce with that? What? It has to be the shirt. We went to the movies then after the fish. Ordered popcorn. Lady came up to me again. Would you like some hot butter on that? Yes, it's she did. the shirt, Benny. Yeah, you got it. And then I was even recognized at a gas station. Someone came up and said, seen the shirt and said, you must be Mark from New Berlin. I said, you're right. He said, you know, I agree with you the whole time. I always agreed with you. <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing. You're laughing at your you're laughing at up. your own true statements right now. I mean, I love it. Thank you, Mark and New Berlin. I know it's it's unbelievable. My wife said I might have to worry about paparazzi. <laughs> Mark, I Thank will you tell you this. Call. You were recognized by more people uh, going out to eat than Ben Russell <laughs> was on Sunday, uh, which he was upset about, apparently, according to his girlfriend. Yes. Court adjourned. True or false, you pulled your hat down and I was like, now I'm not going to get recognized. It was a joke. Okay. All right. Ron of the Key, welcome to Scouts and Russ. What do you got? Oh, now he's mad. You, you, you mad broke mad. me. You broke me. <laughs> Uh, you really uh, okay so I know part of this is enjoyment but I really think you don't understand the way to serve you you should be paired up with Larson Larson and you should be on the same show all the time because you both clearly don't understand how the service industry works thanks for the call good one like, the open ta- the open the open tables doesn't matter how mm-hmm. many servers were there yep yeah there was like 40 of them. There was like probably one yeah. server to every two people. You're using your lying voice. <laughs> it's it's okay. I want to know, does your girlfriend think she was rude? Does she also think you guys were being mistreated? I think she, when we talked Thank to her, Ron, she seemed almost more bashful and slightly embarrassed at the performance. Ben is yes. still defiant in fighting it, where she was like, yeah, we gave some attitude. We probably shouldn't go back there. Uh, I'm going back there. Every your girlfriend Saturday. made it seem like the behavior that you two exhibited, especially you exhibited, were, was to you make that You guys are making me non- seem like I was like, like, like throwing everything off the bar table. No. There's also a fact here that hasn't been really addressed. This place is extremely popular. It's also very small, so it's like hard to pump out oh, as much. I'm Josh. It's very small. I need to put this detail in there to make Ben seem stupid. No, it's you're you're ignoring the fact of what's going on. As you've made clear, 
you you've you've made yourself sound like a jerk every step of the way. You have done that. If only you guys had to live through what I had to go through Saturday. You wouldn't be here. On if Monday. only I was your girlfriend and had to listen to you. Goodness. You have to every day from four to six. Yeah, it's only two hours though. One might think, uh, Ron and the Key just texted in all caps, you filmed them. He did. I saw the video. He filmed the he was doing one of those things where he was pointing it directly at the manager and the hostess and being like, These are the people that are rude. This is and he's going to the open tables. Look at these open tables. Like it's horrible. And I, I told him he can never post that ever. So we're gonna delete that off of his phone just to be sure. Uh and what's even worse is you brought bad vibes into Wisconsin and and Wisconsin ended up blowing yeah. a brutal game. Don't put what this a weekend on me. it was in college basketball. Marquette wins the Big Ten. Disappointing loss Big for the East. Badgers. Fran McCaffrey had a uh, stare off with the referee. Uh, we'll hit all of it. And one or zero coming up next. Plus, I want to keep taking your calls. Keep taking your texts on Ben Bruss' bad behavior. It is Scalzo and Bruss presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. Whose face is on the dime? It is FDR. You know who that is? Franklin Franklin Roosevelt. There you go. What's his middle name? Scalzo and Brust. I will accept Franklin D. Roosevelt. That is good good enough. That was mean. (laughs) Now I'm being mean to Ben. Hand up. Pat on the back to me. I apologize to Ben Brust. Now I'm picking on him. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. In my mind when she's not right there beside me Presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo Brust family, calling, texting 800-990-3776. Jim Rutledge texts in based on Ben's bad behavior at a restaurant once again. Says, I absolutely would have messed with their food. Ben should have been kicked out. Uh, this is after Ben made a big scene because he had to wait. Uh, uh, his wait went from two and a half hours to 40 minutes, but there was this three open tables the entire time that he was there for 40 minutes. Therefore, he feels like he was personally targeted and had nothing to do with their staffing or the fact that there were other people ahead of him waiting in line. There was nobody waiting in line. And there was I'm saying, two- but you don't know that because they give you leave your phone number, right? You guys could have left your phone number for your 130 reservation, went somewhere else conceivably because who's going to wait around to the restaurant for two and a half hours and then have them call you. So they, those people still are ahead of you in line. People yeah, that well, show- either way, they realized that there was plenty of servers and table space to get a seat. The place you ate is also surrounded by neighborhoods, often two, with walking distance. 262 chimes in and says, Karen Brust is what's wrong with America. But he follows it up with maybe what I believe should be a tagline of this show. The fact that keep that Ben keeps defending himself proves he didn't learn anything. That Ryan from Waukesha. You think that's the tagline? That's a good tagline. I mean, I've learned from my mistakes, but this wasn't a mistake. Yeah, but when you keep defending yourself, you clearly didn't learn. I need some more defenders. Where are the Benny believers when I need them? Mm, there's a couple out there. Um, this guy isn't one of them. Ben is a righteous clown, baby. Josh, let's get to some wonders here, us. Are you a one or a zero? That laugh, you just got healthy all of a sudden. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. 
When Josh was uh, running the show today, because Jesse Nelson had a dentist appointment, which we might get to a little bit later, when you were laughing, Josh, I couldn't tell if it was you or Jason because your cackle wasn't as crisp as normal. Uh, my voice, since I hadn't really spoken out loud to at, well anyone literally besides you guys on Thursday from Tuesday night to today, I think the more talking I've done throughout the day has made my voice. I sound better than I did this morning. Well, so here we go. Time back. for you to read. Uh, he is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzeri, your contestants for one or zero. Josh Yamashu is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, you take it away. Yesterday, the Wisconsin Badgers lost in overtime after electing to not follow Michigan while up three points while time wind down in regulation, allowing Michigan to send the game into overtime with a buzzer beater. Three, one or zero. The team teams should always follow up three late in the game. Uh, I mean, one in that spot. Yeah, when you're up three with five seconds or less left and they're in the bonus, you, you have to foul. Yeah, if we're going specific specifics here, one. And now I did see Kamari McGee try to foul, but to me it's like, do it earlier. Like there, he brought the ball up quite a bit. We're like, I, I know time. There was still enough left. You didn't want to leave too much. Don't. And I'm pretty sure Guard said afterwards that they didn't. He didn't tell the team to foul. No, he did say he wanted them to foul in that scenario. But the possession after, when there was. 2.1 seconds that's left. That's when he said he, don't. Yeah. Keep, you keep yourself between ball and man because if they do the quick shoot it and you get a foul, it's three shots. Yep. But but that's the point is you have to execute the opportunity that you have to foul when you do. Like, you just can't. I already gave my one. Sorry. Pay attention. Come on, Josh. You were just on vacation for five days. <laughs> I was not on vacation. Uh, what is your yesterday was the Badgers' most painful loss? Um, I'm gonna say Zero. one here. Uh, I'm gonna say one here because they're hanging on to their place in the tournament. Are That's, you talking about this year? Yeah. Yes. Oh, then yes. Yes. I mean, one. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I think the national championship <laughs> loss was a little bit more painful stung. than uh, the trying to make a tournament. That's loss. what I was going to say. Are we, we're talking about some bubble teams here, right now. No, I just think like it. It. It would be easier to go back now and look at it, a game in January and be like, "Well, they should have really won this one. This is the most disappointing." But in the moment, after you beat Iowa, this they really need to win two of their last three games of the regular season. You got Purdue in one of those, uh, and this was a great opportunity to do it. And you're up three, and they blew it. So they're right on the bubble there, and they took a step back. And I think right now they're probably either last team in or out of the out of the dance. They're still in the last four in. I still could make an argument that that Kansas game in the Bahamas is more of a painful loss, but in terms of heat of the moment and how you lose up three... This one sucks a little bit worse. Oh, yeah, and that Kansas loss, the guy was out of bounds. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah. yeah. And they're a top five team in the country. Yeah. Bizarrely, yesterday, head coach of Iowa men's basketball, Fran McCaffrey, ended up in a stare-off with an official where he stood about 10 feet away from the official without saying a Electric. word for what appeared to be the entirety of the timeout. One or zero. Fran McCaffrey should have been thrown out for the stare-off. Zero. Kelly Pfeiffer was the referee, and the fact that he, like, stepped up to Fran, he was out of bounds, and he got a little bit closer, Fran, and stared at him, was amazing. Like, that's what it could be. It was fun, but, like, the idea that Fran McCaffrey could do that, and then his player will dunk on somebody, 
look at a guy for a half a second. That's a good point. And then get teed up is BS. I agree with that. Like, especially with the optics around it. Let's be real. Like, oh, old white guy in the suit all of a sudden. Or no, nobody wears a suit anymore except for Gardo. That's why I love Gardo. Um, is rocking like the corners. Suit guys. And, and, and what? Because, like, he's a coach. He can just disrespect the ref. And then all the players are told, no, you can't disrespect the ref. Or well, look, coach. Fran's got enough of tease in his life and tossed in his life where it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it was funny Believe that at that moment the, he chose not to tee him up. I wish the world existed in a way where nobody was teed up for anything that wasn't like truly harmful to somebody else. Whether you were saying certain words you shouldn't say or you were putting your hands on somebody. I, I, I totally agree. But the world we live in is now professional, collegiate, whatever, unsportsmanlike, like showing somebody up. Brings a T, and for some reason they made an exception for Fran McCaffrey. Yeah, I just I love the caricature that he's become. I agree. Like I do he, too. like the but the people that out. like don't like Fran. I love Fran. Like is like he's he, any time you watch one of Iowa's games, well, you like him because he happen. loses. You know, like if he was winning and doing this I stuff, mean, they won that game. I know, but I'm saying Iowa the last fifty. Heck, forever, but the last 10 years, they've been a loser college basketball they made a program. Sweet 16. Yeah. Like, one of the more overrated, great. You had a lottery pick. Great. Or a top five pick, for that matter. Uh, great. You had a Bohan and then went there for seven years. They're all losers. None of them ever accomplished anything. I'm with you. I love it. I love and, the circus. And, and Fran is like, the, he's the king clown of the circus. So, I, like, I love that's it. what makes it entertaining. My point is, is if he wins and they're making Final Fours in these, that guy, it's not fun anymore. Him. Everybody yeah, hates It's totally not fun anymore. Yeah. The MLB's pitching clock has become a focal point of the conversation since spring training started, with it going so far as having one game being decided on a batter taking too long to get into the box while the bases were loaded with two outs, effectively ending a chance at a game-winning hit. So far this season, games have been shortened by 40 minutes on average. Winner zero. You are pro pitch clock. One. One. Yeah. I, I'm going to make it careful, through some, some more games now. Also, the game wasn't decided on that. It, it could have been. been decided. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's the thing is, like, they're going to learn, right? Like, I have to imagine this person's going to being... step in the box and not have that happen to him again. I have to imagine they're being way more aggressive with it early in spring training just to try to train the guys during spring training. I have to imagine the first month of the season there's going to be a little bit more leeway. An extra second, an extra tick. Like I, it like just, delay of game in the NFL. They yeah, don't call it right on it. zero. They look at it and they're like, okay. A little bit, but I think if a guy is taking advantage, they're going to call it. But like this is definitely to get people in the mood. And, and if, Look, it's like in life, you stay still, you die. Right? If MLB just stayed still and doesn't change anything, they're going to die. So they're making their game shorter. It's going to create more action. It's going to create less downtime. And hopefully it leads to more excitement and brings more people into the game. The the 40 minutes this is of uh, game being saved of action that's literally nothing happening blew my mind. Yeah. That on. When I watch a baseball game, I'm watching 40 minutes of literally nothing happening besides the guys like wiggling around. And no shifts means probably more runs, and mm-hmm. more. You know, you're going to see more pitchers because they're going to get tired quicker because there's not much time in between. Now you can have a reason to blame all the people that you get mad at that are on their phone that get like you know hit by foul balls. You know, there's no reason to be on your phone now. It's all action. Now I could like I'm making an argument for all the people that went to the games and just sat there and were like, hey, I'm bored. Well, yeah. 
They're just dinking around. They're putting some pine tar on. I gotta wiggle, fix my helmet. What an insane argument for you that to just wild. insert this into. That was like a Wildy and Taos show four years ago that you just remembered. What? Yeah, like the, I'm saying, that's a Wildy and Taos topic that you must have just like. Who in what world has been arguing that it's your fault if you get hit in the face by a baseball because you're on your phone? Let's go to Jake in Milwaukee. <laughs> Jake's got something on the Milwaukee Bucks ownership change, and he's been hanging on for a very long time. Jake, what do you got? Thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, my question is, are you guys worried on having Jim Haslam now be the majority owner of the Bucks? Because a lot of people think he's a crappy NFL owner for the Cleveland Browns. But are you, as a fans, worried about the Bucks because he's now the owner? Uh, Thank you for the call. Governor is actually the word uh, used in the NBA, but I, I think that when it comes to <laughs> sick, <laughs> when it, well, the reason why I went there wasn't just because uh, I wanted to sound a little douchey on that retort. Uh, the reason that I went there is because Wes Edens is stepping into his rotation as the governor of the franchise, which means that he's the one that's going to be hands on and more day to day and ultimate decision maker during this run. Uh, but no, I don't think I don't think that you're going to have to worry much about um, Jimmy Haslam, especially again. Edens is going to be the governor. He's going to be the one that that is kind of the guy, the face. There's other owners that people don't even talk about as far as uh, you know, even at that level that uh, that are involved with the Bucks. I understand Haslam is driving some fear within the uh, within the fan base. I understand there's histories with the business practices. I understand all that. Um, I think you got to go into it with an open mind and say, hey, what do, what do they want to do to help affect the city of Milwaukee? Um, they're obviously helping that valuation significantly, which should lend itself to more development and more of an impact on the on the Milwaukee community. So I think if anything, if the Bucks franchise think that this is a good idea, the Bucks franchise has been pretty damn good the last decade or so since this ownership change took over. Um, I think you want to trust that they're, they're continuing to make the right moves. What my suit said. I was stunned by the three point five billion valuation. Not that huge. I mean, that's an MKE, huge. baby. Yeah, it's just, and not that I don't think they deserve it. It's just I hadn't considered the uh, price increase in the Bucks since what they've done with the team here in Milwaukee. So that was, to me, that was the cool thing I saw happen today. Eight hundred nine nine zero ESPN. We'll be back with you, the Scalzo and Russ family, next. We're presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Rust. 32 degrees. <laughs> well, I was off by 5 degrees. Why is that so funny? It's one of the most basic facts you can possibly have. You think I care? Like, I just, if I want something to freeze, I just put it in the freezer. <laughs> I don't care what temperature it's at. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Ben Bruss continues to titillate the senses of everybody listening as he explains his situation yesterday. I've never heard a grown man whine on the verge of tears, yelling in rage and frustration after he made a scene at a restaurant on Sunday waiting for brunch. They told him it was going to be a two and a half hour wait. He only waited 40 minutes. 
But there were three tables open the entire time. More than three. And, and your, Ben made a your scene. Story, you said there was three tables. You showed me a video. There was three tables. And you sat at one of the three tables. It was empty. You said your girlfriend was rude. You were making a scene. You're threatening <laughs> Yelp. You're talking loudly. You're bringing the vibes down. You're taking video of everybody in the restaurant and the empty tables. This is And now all of a sudden... <laughs> You're coming on here complaining about this place, which we just learned has won awards for their level of restaurant service. It is an award-winning service <laughs> establishment <laughs> that you believe specifically targeted you and made you wait longer than you they needed to. They paid for that award. I can tell you that much. You asked for Benny Believers. 920 chimes in and says, I believe in Ben, but I'm banned. <laughs> doesn't count. No, unbanned. Unbanned. Nope, doesn't count. Ezra from Port Washington says, Ben, you're a clown shoe. Um, I, I thought we were doing Benny Believers. Well, there was one. There's not many of them. Uh, not, D- Dwayne in Sheboygan, uh, who's been trying to get you on the com- a comic book uh, uh, train, says, if you would have brought some comic books, you could have <laughs> something to do for an hour and a half. I did help. Uh, I played tic-tac-toe. Coloring book 414 chimes in and says, hashtag Ben is a tool. <laughs> That's a Benny Believer if I know one. Mark in Janesville says, normally it's infant or young entitled kids that whine and cry coming down from a high horse and then have a temper tantrum till they get their way. Again, entitled, that Mark in Janesville. Oof. Enti- that one cut me. Yeah, you, you know, you can choose what you read and don't read. You know that, Greg, right? Texan and Racine chimes in, says, no! everybody is wrong. What Benny Boy should have done is ask to have a table and just go to the bar and get the drinks. No server needed. Uh, but instead, Ben got giggly fingers on his phone. What? I just like giggly fingers. Giggly, giggly, giggly. This is like... I'm, that was uncomfortable. Were you trying to do the giggity family Giggity, guy? giggity, giggity. Yeah, I did the giggly version. It's Nick in Waukesha says reservations for brunch should be outlawed. I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree, too. The third Jordan and Madison chimes in and says, how do you not realize that them saying it's two and a half hour wait is the polite way of saying they can't serve you? Then you went on a mega Karen tirade and blame everyone but yourself. You're wrong and rethink your behavior towards service industry workers. People are. Nick can, from I Detroit chimes in and says, what a male Karen, LOL. Teddy from Watertown says, I supported you when you destroyed that middle schooler in trivia. <laughs> but you are dead wrong here. Now you've crossed the line. That's it. You Teddy's t- like, you you made fun of a middle schooler when you beat him in trivia. But her. I said middle schooler. I went to oh. beat, him. beat him. Oh, yeah. Her. <sighs> Man, Benny, one, it might be one a night of, of big reflection. mistakes you should have done is maybe... You should have imbibed some Biospectrum hemp supplements before you went to brunch, so you might not have gotten as outraged. Yeah, I, I I would have waited two and a half hours gladly. Um, I mean, the Delta 9 gummies, whew, happy hour without the hangover. You see what I'm doing there? See what I'm doing there? I wouldn't even need to had had anything to drink. I could just, you know, chilled, waited. The THC is hemp-derived, which has been amazing for me because it's legal and dispensa- dispensa- dispensary grade. So when I go to biospectrumhemp.com and I use the code BRUSS30 for 30% off, I can get five gummies for $12.95 plus the Benny B BRUSS30 discount on biospectrumhemp.com. So whatever it is for you, 
If you want to relax on the weekends, if you want to get some better sleep, go to biospectrumhemp.com. Use promo code BRUS30 for all of your wellness needs. They have CBD as well, but the Delta 9 gummies on the weekend, if you need some sleep during the week, get them. They are life-changing. They have multiple flavors, including the Buzz and Berry, which are my absolute faves. Back in two minutes, it's Scalzo and Brust. Hear what Ian Rappaport said about Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show earlier today. Two minutes presented by Bud Light.